Welcome, wrestling fans, to a bout of epic proportions. It's time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. In the far corner, the older, the wiser, the funnier, Mike Clang and Bang Clang. In the other corner, the younger, the quicker, the prettier, Matt, thumping and pumping, clang! Hey everybody, welcome to episode uh, 58 of 50. the Brothers. <laughs> uh, we had... Quite a bit of news this week. We are uh, obviously always excited to talk about NXT. We're gonna do y'all a favor. I've been saying y'all a lot. I've uh, I got a presentation for work uh, on Friday, and I realized yeah. uh, that's because that's, that's my new favorite. The brothers of destruction. I mean, discussion. <laughs> we're we're really woke, so we say you all instead of you guys, Turkey. But I say y'all. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you all is more inclusive, I think. I think that's I think that's what the kids you're, are doing now. Your your southern guy sounded like uh, the uh, the cowboy from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, who's riding an ostrich. You wouldn't want a cowboy that rides <laughs> an ostrich. <laughs> Whoa, those don't like science. <laughs> yeah, what a terrible toy. Um, <laughs> I kind of would. That sounds like a cool toy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, we did get an early Christmas present. Speaking of uh, the season, and we we are in the season. Uh, Do you mean we're finally gonna see Randy Orton as a real snake? Yeah, it's it's happening. You know, Merry Yuletide greetings to all. Very excited to see Randy slither down the ramp. We've timed it at six and a half minutes. That means most of his matches <laughs> will be three and a half or less. So he's well, he's been practicing as a human. But he's making his transition into snakehood. Um, so the what whole we mix- did is we took a human-sized garbage bag and painted it green. <laughs> and Randy's going to slither down, and then he's going to eat a mouse filled with cheese. And it, it might look like he's struggling and trying to escape, but he, uh, honestly, uh, as, as uh, you know, Vince Russo will let you know, he wants this. He's all about it. This is the new Randy Orton Snake Absolutely, man. brand new, new characters. We've got new characters. It's a new era of WWE <laughs> wrestling. All the characters are going to be all my favorite animals. It's going to be tremendous. <laughs> well, I think Heavy Machinery is actually transitioning into, uh, they're, they're turning into a couple of... Um, they're going to be a couple of uh, great like American cat. plane bulls. Uh <laughs> Either that or two bison, okay? We're going to get perms on those guys. They're going to have nice uh, bison afros. You're going to love it. Well, um, I think before that happens... Uh, we now, will... I heard you trying to recover from that thought. And a lot of <laughs> tag teams are going to have to recover from fighting two American bison. 
in one wretch. Yeah, that compactor is going to be... It's already pretty devastating, getting 760 pounds dropped you know, on you. You thought you were scared on the hardy compound. You wait till you find yourself in the heavy machinery pastures. <laughs> when they start grazing, your ass is going to be hazing, okay? That's a trademark that Vince McMahon better not take from me. All right, you've heard enough. All right, thank you very much. <laughs> Vince Russo with his uh, weekly interjection. Uh, you know, I, I was kind of sad that he didn't go the bull fighting ring uh, route, but pasture works. Um, figure those <laughs> those animals. It's are, called are used a self. That's a it's called a self popsky, which we can do again because the good brothers are back. Woo! Woo! And that Too that sweet. is that is because of apparently. Uh, this new regime of Mike, the the, McF the McMahon family is is back in charge. Oh, thank Woo! God! Thank God! Man. All these all these months that they have had no say. Uh, Baron Corbin was was uh, leading the charge. What a crack yep. of shit! <laughs> I uh, I warned about it last week. I warned about it on the blog. Like they totally just went that direction they just they're hoping yes. that we will all be so blind that if they say this is all baron corbin's fault you know we're sorry but we're here to fix it uh that they'll i i, I just you know and, and before we get too deep into this obviously go check us out at uh find that blog bodpodcast.com that's bodpodcast.com for the brothers of discussion and at bodpodcast for the uh social media discussions i've actually done a pretty good job trying to get out regular content on twitter and facebook because you've done a hell of a job thank you i can't even keep up with it <laughs> it's uh it's because of uh, my good friend uh buffer is a fantastic app if you are running uh, your own podcast or blog and you need to get the word out buffer is fantastic it's free free you plug can load up twitter yep you can load up your twitter account your facebook and uh you know plan out your day so that when it comes to those uh more organic and uh, conversational pieces uh you also don't feel the pressure to to put out any news because you've already planned that so it's great that is Absolutely. buffer and buffer if you're looking for uh you know show to sponsor i think i just proved i can do ad copy off the top of my head but back to yes pressing matters the so McMahon yes family. the entire mcmahon family has reacted to the plummeting numbers on monday night raw uh, so what they've done is metaphorically said, listen, we're going to take over. Uh, we're going to make sure this is a good show. Um, so so it, it does two things, right? It tells us that they do they do care about the show tanking uh, and that we don't care about what's I, happening on the program. Can I, I, I just want to uh, I, I think it I, shows can, that Can they... we just, real quick, <laughs> you know, we know who's sitting in Gorilla. It's the same guy who's been sitting there for all 25 plus years of Monday Night Raw, and that's Vince McMahon. He knew what was going on because he gave the green light on all this crap. He's the one who said, Baron Corbin, he's going to be our standard bearer. He's, he's going to be the next me, Vincent Kennedy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that, that. Yeah. So, in a way, I think Corbin could have turned face uh, because he became the scapegoat for this nightmarish booking. Um, and they decided to change things by making him the sacrificial lamb. Um,. So a series of face wrestlers come out, uh, pummel Corbin uh, the night before at TLC with chairs, and then on Monday Night Raw they used, um, you know, legal offensive maneuvers. 
And a, no, no toys. And a and a, a win for Kurt Angle, but um, you know, I, I I totally agree with you, and I we complain about how the talent is treated and handled on a week to week basis, and this <laughs> is, you know what, uh, for for all the good this might do for uh you know the story leading into the Royal Rumble and then WrestleMania, because I yeah you know I'll believe them that far, I'll believe them and go okay yeah you're gonna give us better better programming uh. Or at least a couple of watchable segments now leading into Royal Rumble. Yeah. But it'll turn into dog shit again. It always does. This is all just a stunt to make it look like, you know, they care when they know. I mean, the money, the where they're getting their consistent dollars, we're always going to be there. We're not going anywhere. So, I don't know. Yeah, here's here's my thing. So, <clears throat> we have been teased about Lars Sullivan, which that, that definitely came out of nowhere. Um, you know, making a main <laughs> roster debut. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that the, the McMahons chirped is you're going to get new matchups, you're going to get new superstars, you know, we're going to redo everything. New, new, new. Um, I don't feel like people, you know, we're complaining that we don't have enough superstars on the roster. If anything, the guys we see on the main roster are not on TV. Right. Um,. So that doesn't. I hope Vince doesn't take that the wrong way again and add another hour to the program, so we have a four-hour Monday Night Raw every week. <laughs> You're right. Uh, we do have to have all these superstars on every week. <laughs> uh, but Matt, hot tag question: Was the answer adding more talent to Monday Night Raw? Not even a little bit. Uh, that's the easiest. You could make the argument that there's a few guys so, we probably could have, you know, cut the fat a little bit. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think what, what they did, too, is when they start announcing these new people coming in, I, I started watching the rest of the show going, all right, that guy can go, that guy can go, he can go, I'm, I'm done with him, he obviously failed. It's just, that was the problem. I, I, wrote, I wrote stories back in April, and, uh, you know, with the superstar shakeup and all the call-ups everybody wants after WrestleMania, and I said, no, we don't want any of these guys called up because they, they have way, it, it's not... I'm not going to play that game where they, you know, the the wrestler and and their character gets destroyed by creative. There's just too many goddamn guys on the roster. I mean, they yeah. they put out that story and then you've got Zack Ryder, uh Mojo all tweeting out like, "Hey, I'm on your roster and you don't <laughs> use me." Uh Ty yeah, Dillinger, Ty Dillinger yeah. uh Tyler Breeze, um I mean, you know, he got his match this week, but, you know, up till now, we haven't seen him. Yeah. Uh, the Good Brothers, I mean, Sanity was called up months ago. Months ago. And, mm -hmm. I mean, we haven't... How many TV matches have they even had? Well, I, I remember they had... Uh, didn't they have a pre-show match? Uh, they had one pre-show match. Like Super Showdown or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, collectively, we've, we've seen the Revival just get used and abused. Oh, yeah. Um... Uh, AOP didn't get used for a really long time. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hint too, um, only because I don't want to give them too much credit with uh, what happened this past week with Revival. But uh, if you tune in next Monday, spoiler alert: five, four, three, two, one. Oh wait, I guess I should have said fast forward like 15 seconds. But uh, Revival loses. Uh, yeah, so that Monday. push is over. <coughs> that was a, so that was a one week. That was a one week push. Yeah. <laughs> 
If we're playing, uh, you know, WWE 2K, uh, they're back down at the bottom of power rankings. Uh, when you... So, yeah, the, the issue's not that we need more guys. It's like, why is the Revival getting punished? Right. Uh, why is Finn Balor getting punished? Why is he still in purgatory in this in this middle ground where none of his matches matter? I just... He's... Go ahead. No, I, you know, that's the end of the thought. Go ahead. Well, I, I just like that idea of, like, there there was that guy in the meeting that was like, well, I, I mean, we could, we could put Finn Balor in a match. No, he's not. Have you been listening? He's not main event material. Well, I, Wait, I mean, our, our ratings no. are are tanking, Mr. McMahon. Do you think? Do you think maybe you should let go of that? <laughs> you think that I'm gonna give a chance when I could call up Lars Sullivan <laughs> to, to make my friend? To put it back uh, on, on national broadcast TV. <laughs> Look at the size of those shoulders. He can carry Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Um, I that mean, like, look, look, let's, let's give them, you know, benefit of the doubt. Like, they did have a ton of injuries, right? Um, yeah. You know, from KO, uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, you know, even Braun got hurt. Um, Ambrose just came back. Um you know, you're always looking at injuries with, um, you know, like the Sasha Banks of the world, who, you know, is a great superstar, but, you know, she's got the injury bug. Um, Alexa Bliss has been on the shelf, so she's just kind of been a talking head. Um, you know, those are those are main event people that are getting boo-boos. But, like, we're not clamoring for, you know, those, those gaps to be filled with Lacey Evans and Lars Sullivan. You know, we want to see Finn Balor get elevated. Uh, you know, we, 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 we created the riot squad and then we had, you know, pages buddies, you know, none of them are really getting a shot. Right. Um, not, not in a main event sort of way, you know, now they're getting a little more TV exposure, but still, you know, there's no reason for Ruby riot to be, you know, toiling away in mid card feuds. She, she could be fighting, you know, good guys for titles. Um, you know, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, those, that's, those are real talents, you know, well, I mean, how about the fact that we have all these issues of talent not being utilized properly and they're in feuds that don't matter? Um, we don't. We also don't have a fucking title on the three-hour show. <laughs> uh, yeah. I... Easy segment filler right there. Then we can also have Baron Corbin feud with someone. Then you've got a storyline there. You're not trying to play filler with, uh, you know Braun Strowman being down because if he goes down and he's out for a while, guess what? You just do another four, you know, fatal four-way winner holds the title. Uh, I mean, it's. I know I, you don't want to go to the you know how the the Brock formula you know hurts Monday Night Raw. You don't want to you don't want to go on go in that well too often, but you do make a really good point. Um, making that title visible, and I mean we haven't had any wrestlers like declaring interest in it, you know, since what. SummerSlam, right? Um, it's just it's just in purgatory. It's just out floating around. Nobody talks about it. Um, and it's it's why when you go back to back, like when you look at how SmackDown is designed, it makes it that much more enjoyable for you, the fan, because you have a clearly defined mid card title. You have you know the tag title gets teams fighting fighting for it, not. You know, doing a, a like a dance number where they take turns, and it, it doesn't quite seem like, you know, whoever the champion is matters. Right. Um, 
like on Raw, you know, now it's AOP. Now it just seems like they're going to run away with the division because nobody else has been built up. Well, the, you know, no... uh, Gables and... Uh... I, yeah. I mean, those guys aren't, you know, promo guys. Yeah, um, no, you're I right. Mean, you, have, you have no issue with Sheamus and Cesaro, you know, doing uh-huh. their silly vanilla ice. New Day, no question. Um, Usos are really good. A lot of intensity. And then you got the Good Brothers, you know, now that they're getting a shot. But those are four teams that can handle the stick. But Monday Night Raw? Well, they made, if if you, actually, the way you dissect that, too, they, they made some weird choices <laughs> when it comes to, like, who did they trust? to uh to build up raw uh, i mean are we seeing the transition too with uh smackdown being the show that's going to fox you know is this the transition that they were supposed to be making where smackdown becomes the more legitimate program and you go top to bottom on that list and main event uh i mean even in the mid card i i think obviously raw gets the victory there but i mean if we're watching nakamura and rusev and you're a wrestling fan, you know, not necessarily WWE fan. You can't complain about that. Right. Um, but then, you know, the women's division is just killing it on SmackDown. And, yep. you know, we saw proof of that where uh, Asuka and Naomi get put into an impromptu match slash feud slash weird scenario that Vince <coughs> is concocting because both of those ladies are moving over to Raw. Uh, yeah. Which comes back to my point. Um what were these silly decisions they were making with i mean i remember when the bar got sent over to smackdown that was one of our first topics was why are they going over there there's nobody there's nobody <laughs> there's, to, to there's to, nobody to on raw to take watch over the, the throne yeah, yeah there's nobody exactly. to watch the throne um, um just and i do want to throw in the the raw women not not to the level that smackdown are because they're you know we've never seen this before as far as having almost a stone cold and rock situation over there um, I mean, Ronda is, is really killing it. Um, we've definitely gotten some pushback from some Brothers of Discussion readers and followers, but it, as far as somebody who can, who's, who's developing a stronger offensive, um, uh, well that she could draw from, yeah. you know, like having some move diversity, um, some of those moves she does against, uh, like her power opponents, where she runs up their legs and then pops them in the face. With a Superman um, punch. Yeah, it's almost like a <laughs> phenomenal forearm, but instead of jumping up off the ropes, she's jumping off your own leg. And she's yeah. been doing that to Tamina and then Naya uh, most recently. Um, you know, and you still got Sasha and Bailey, who, you know, are still two of the better, you know, workers, female-wise. Um you got Mickey James to, you know, be a heel or a face, you know, whatever you need. She's there to, you know, do a job for you, do the favor, get somebody over. Yeah. My God, I haven't, I haven't even mentioned Ember Moon, who hasn't even sniffed the title ever. Um, yeah, I kind of thought, I, I really thought she was going over on Monday, but uh, I know yeah. where you're going with this. Go ahead. With no, it's, it's, yeah, I, you know, I don't think there's, you know, as much as I love Ember and you know, have respect for the other ladies. I don't think any of them can hold a candle to her right now. And this is like her first year of wrestling. Um, she's got the facial expressions. Yes, sir. You know, she's got the offensive moveset that's growing. And she sells like a motherfucker. Yeah, she um, really does. She, you know, Nia Jax, she, outside of one accidental boo-boo that she gave to Becky Lynch, I don't think her offense is, is incredibly... 
um, um, you know, like believable. You know, there's, there's, it's kind of, it's still kind of a step slow, I'd say. Like, I know they want to set her, set her up, like prop her up as like the, you know, the big mountain of the women's division, but she still looks a little, a little ginger in the ring. Yeah. Not like, not to the extent of Alicia Fox, who, she always looks uncomfortable when she's on offense. Um, but I mean, Rhonda is getting to the point where whoever she fights, she makes them look like a million bucks. So I just, I just think it's misguided to really give her a bunch of hate. I, I mean, I totally agree. Um, you know, I, 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 when I get into these arguments online, it's, it's so tough because like, I mean, you know, there's one side of it where, you know, I, as respectfully as I, as I can be, I want to, you know, tell you guys, well, what the fuck are you thinking? Um, like, what are you seeing and what are you lying to yourself about? Are you, are you watching these matches or are you a Facebook bot? Cause that's what I feel like is going on. Um, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Like what I hear and to hear, you know, one of the pushbacks I got this week was she doesn't sell. She 1000% sells. Yep. If your problem is that she, you know, hulks up and fights back. This isn't a video game where you knock down someone's power level and then they're dead. You know, this isn't street fighter. This is a right. story. This is, she's getting pissed. She hulks up because she's like, that's it. I'm kicking her ass. That's what's going on. You can't, so you can't make the argument she's not selling enough because we're all watching pro wrestling. Right. So that's the kind of thing that's going to happen. Um, but to say she, you know, and that's that's me making, you know, giving someone benefit of the doubt. That's me going, all right, maybe this is what they meant. But if you are actually watching these matches and you don't see the anguish on her face, the pain and then you know the stir of emotion when she I does mean, get angry like she she has emotion that i wish she could teach natty to do oh my god yeah like natalia there's i mean she's just like her family you know they're incredible workers in the ring just you know every single move boop 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 uh, but like her face you know when she was getting mad at ruby riot on on sunday you know, don't talk about my family, you bitch. There's there's no conviction behind it. None yeah. of her facial expressions match what's happening in the ring. Um, I hate that the past couple weeks they've, you know, forced her to cry because it's... I don't it's know why awful. we're trying to make these wrestlers, you know, win Oscars. At, it's Or Emmys, I guess. It's around TV. I don't, yeah. I don't know why they're force-feeding that, but... Um, no, Ronda's, I... already, Ronda's already got that aspect. She's already got it. Like, I, I believe when she's upset. I believe when she's feeling a little cocky. I believe when she's angry. Um, and it, it always feels like it fits contextually in the match I'm watching. I, you know, back. it's if the other thing, too, is I do want to, you know, give Brock credit because he does the same thing where I know we, you know, get on his case for, um, you know, he basically gets to squash every well, match. And I, I, mean, I don't think that's true. If he was there on a weekly basis, I'd be fine with it. Attendance is my problem. <laughs> well, like, you know, how he put over Daniel Bryan, who he outweighs by 100 pounds, and yeah. made Daniel Bryan, oh, wow, maybe Daniel can win this match. I think both of those two, both coming from UFC, both get it. So, yeah, No, and I, I, I think you're also jumping on another point that was uh, made to us about... Uh, uh, you know the WWE being infatuated uh, with 
with UFC and and those fighters. <coughs> and I think I think if you go and watch NXT, which is also a WWE property, you'll see that uh, they had no problem having the UFC fighters go down. I yep. think there's just this measurement here where sure Brock Lesnar is is a trained pro wrestler. I mean, you can't argue that. How, how many years was he down in FCW um, fighting Batista and John Cena? Um, I just, you know, now we're looking at Ronda Rousey, who's been training. She trained for a while before she came over and, uh, you know, stepped in the ring. Obviously, you know, she wasn't only training for the WWE, but, right. uh, you know, she, she did turn it on. It was like, I'm only training pro wrestling now. And now she steps in the ring, and not only do we see someone that has some athletic ability, she's, you said it yourself, like, develop is the key word. She is getting better every time we see her. And I just, like, what is wrong with the human brain where you don't see and appreciate effort and improvement? And you've got it in your head that, you have to hate this person because of i don't know like just because that's that's what's popular on social media like i feel like the wrestlers they're not they're not great actors i mean outside of the Miz, of course right um so i sincerely believe watching ronda's body of work that she loves what she's doing which is easy to do because she's the champion and she gets to win every match but yeah, like when Randy Orton was in the doldrums, um, you know, in some meaningless feuds, he wasn't winning gold. You know, it was before he won the Rumble, and he was kind of kind of floating around. Um, he did that a bit this year until he's, you know, become evil again. And yeah. I still think he could be a snake. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> and I just mean you could see it in his body language. He was like, man, fuck this. That's not just a, just a you know, uh, uh, juxtapose. That's not on Rhonda's face at all. Like, it sincerely looks like she's having the time of her life. And if I'm going to watch somebody bust their ass to be an even better wrestler, um, you know, convince me that this is, you know, you know, it's a work. But to make me suspend that disbelief, I, I'm, on, I'm on board with her. And I'm going to cheer for her or, you know, boo her if she's fighting Becky Lynch. But I'm in. Yeah, and I I want to I wanted to say one thing too because this, this was another thing I tweeted about with with Rondo was, and, and this will bring it you know this this will bring it around to you know we're always trying to make this look more legitimate we want people to love our sport, um, but I I said if you still blindly hate Ronda Rousey you're starting to sound like an old fart, and that is sort of the same sentiment of. You know the old the old farts that watch you know sports and they're like you know you're like a Yankees fan and you don't understand why why someone grows a beard or you want to see someone clean cut uh, you're, you're you know you're a hockey fan and you want to see the fights you want to see somebody <coughs> get punished and get hurt even though you're damaging that human's brain and there's another we need, way we need more we need more grind lines out there yeah we need an enforcer it's just. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Like, there's always room for improvement. There's room for change. And if you're going to sit here and, you know, obviously people are tuning out of Raw. Um, yeah. It, it's because we want something different. It, it's just, we can't keep going back to the well. And I definitely don't want to watch something that's just a retread of <coughs> something, you know, something, some sort of uh, feud that we can predict top to bottom. Right. How's that fun? 
I mean, that's what we do on a weekly basis. At least basis. if there's an element of predictability, uh, it's like watching a Batman movie. You know Batman's probably going to come out on top at the end, but it's you know yeah. it's about the journey getting there. Uh, I just want to, you know, I do want to mention that it doesn't seem, I, I don't know how much Raw's really going to change. Um, but they're, they're just adding new. They're just adding new characters. Yeah, but I did feel like SmackDown, you know, yeah. Raw set, Raw set it, SmackDown did it. SmackDown main evented, main evented, their Tuesday night event. Mustafa Ali. <laughs> I can't, yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> Mustafa Ali. Yeah, <laughs> I had a lot of errs too. Things I don't have errs in there. Flindy, flindy. <laughs> uh, Mustafa Ali and Urge Steals beat up Donald Brun and Urge Steals. That's pretty good. Um, Mike. That was like one of the best thrown together tag team matches I've ever seen where you're talking four guys that don't, you know, they're, they're, I don't know, I guess Mustafa Ali is going to feud with Andrade <laughs> now, but you know, they're just feuding with each other. They're not actual tag teams. It, it's just, uh, but the, God, the story they told in that match and then to see Mustafa at the end of that. It's it, actually Mustafa. Mustafa at the end of that match. Man. <laughs> He was so goddamn happy. That was beautiful. I, you know what? I really love those shots they did of the 205 Live roster watching the match. You know, yeah. Like this is one of our own. He's 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 doing it. This yeah, is they, real. They were they were watching last week too. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, this is a pretty cool push that they're doing right now. Like it's it's kind of like when they do that 205 Live stuff. It's like we're we're in it. You know. Yeah. Like and you uh, know they're they're trying to do. They're making they're making it part of the show. Everything we've ever done, like watching Nakamura get called up, um, you know, like to the main roster, and where it's like that's our guy, even though yeah. he's always <laughs> been under contract with the well, WWE. For you know, most of exciting. the t- yeah, most of the time, like Bra, you know, they had two hundred five. They have they had access to that first, right? Um, and they always treated the two hundred five live roster like that's ah, a sideshow. You know, watch it if you want. But it should feel like, almost like the roster, like the 205 Live roster said, hey, you know, there isn't enough time for us. Let's start our own damn show. You know, and then we'll kind of bleed over, you know, because we're just as good as those guys. But we are so we deserve our own show, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, and I think that we're, we're allowed to have this luxury, like this, this Tuesday night main event, because of the two, you know... Um, I don't want to phrase this like like Matt Monkeys, the two the two indie guys, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, are at the top of the card. Like, of course, Daniel is you know is interested in giving Mustafa you know a chance to pin him. Yeah. Um, because he's been there, you know, he's been the little guy, so he he knows how important this is to get exposure like that. Um, you know, we're not ever gonna ever ever see a match where brock lesnar you know does a three second tan for mustafa ali right. you know let alone <laughs> let alone finn balor who who's been built up yeah so you know credit to daniel and, and aj for you know uh taking the bumps you know letting these guys steal the spotlight you know and and you know kind of rubbing off on them you know giving them some popularity and making people care about those two guys a little bit more you know they already should. You know, you and I are guilty of it. We haven't watched every episode of 205 Live. Yeah. Um, 
and it's just because of the way it's you know historically hasn't been booked super great it's it's getting a lot better in recent months um but this this gives you extra incentive to check out hey maybe these t05 live guys they can actually compete you know maybe this is just like a, a weight class and it's not like a it's not a an grade issue out where... of 1000 <laughs> yeah well it's not like it's the best i could come up with it's not like um they're not as good so they're not on tv it's just that it's a different it's a different experience it's a different wrestling experience and you can say that but you have to do things like this to make it true oh that because they yeah they can they can tout it all they want that these are the greatest athletes this side of you know mustafa ali's uh former home wherever he lived uh i don't I, off the bat, I'm not sure. Where are you going with this, Nigel? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> what? Like? Is he from Canada? Is he from America? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just do what SmackDown's doing. Don't say it. Do it. If you're gonna treat, if they're as important, give them matches like this. Obviously, Daniel can't take pins every week. You know to grand metalique you know but put these guys in a few matches you know they don't even have to win all the time just make it look competitive don't give them 30 second segments where they just come in and get squashed you know give well, them 10 minutes you know i you're 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 putting a, an interesting thought in my head because um this i mean could we say this was successful right like <coughs> i mean the fans are, they're behind mustafa um and, and we have a character we hate, a character we like, uh, and, and it all just—it all seemed to work out. But the thought that just popped in my head was, you know, we're also trying to figure out what are all the problems with Raw, and we've been doing that for, you know, ever since the show started. We've been doing it a lot more in the last couple weeks, but now this whole episode is us just talking about they're trying to fix it, and they're still not seeing the problem. I mean, a lot of it is their stubborn nature. Because how many times have we seen this exact match? But take out AJ Styles and put in John Cena. Put in Roman Reigns, you know, while he was still hated by the fans as a whole. And it would just do absolutely nothing. But when you give power and you give respect to the best wrestlers, you know, that the fans want to give their love to. And as much as we just shit all over some of our fans in particular that are also wrestling fans. So, again, admittedly us as wrestling fans can be kind of dumb and fickle but when you fickle! start when you start yeah. to let go of that and you let the fans start making some decisions for you it can have this sort of domino effect where then you can put mustafa mustafa in the ring <laughs> with urger stirs <laughs> and it actually did something yeah. It built, you know, it made him a legitimate main eventer where, you know, when he's fighting Daniel Bryan, it's just kind of like, oh, that's, that's pretty cute. And yeah. then if you put him in a tag match with these guys, now it's he's it's not him just getting this 205 live push anymore. This guy's getting main event push right now. As as much as we've seen from anybody that AJ Styles has, has gone up against since he grabbed the title. And not to yeah. say... AJ has the title right now. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying over the last year, that's, you know, that that's as big a push as anybody else has gotten. And, yep. um, you know, if, if they were just smart enough to see that this is the power 
of giving the fans what they want is there's a trickle down effect if i can <laughs> yeah steal the republican uh economic <laughs> game plan <coughs> Uh, yep. But there is a trickle-down effect. If you give the fans what they want, they'll also get behind the other faces. And they won't just <laughs> immediately turn on whoever you want to make your hero because they've sided with who they've, you know, who they've picked as their villain. I, it's just it's just an interesting little tidbit that I, I, I dreamt up while you were, you were talking. It just kind of popped in there. And I was like, hey, they have tried this before, and it's failed. The difference... It's with guys they like. It's with guys that the fans respect. Absolutely. That's what podcasts are for, Matt. Completely ignoring the other person. Long-running soliloquies. Blowing them off. (laughs) Improvised soliloquies that just trail and trail. What were you thinking about? Oh, they go. Well, I was thinking about... Not not whatever you're saying. I was just, you know, (laughs) checking my phone, you know. I was thinking which voice I should do next. Uh, Let's, uh... We know the Monday Night Raw tag teams are a disaster, um, and that's that has to be where Heavy Machinery goes because there's nobody else. There's there is nobody else, uh, and then there wouldn't be room for them on SmackDown because you already got. We've been over it. The club. Yeah. You've got the Usos. You got the New Day. Uh, you got the club. Maybe being taken seriously for at least a week. Um, even though they almost lost. <laughs> even though they almost lost. Even though, um, and then he still got Sanity. Um, you got five teams, you know, jockeying. Um, it's just a, it's a better program. They're, the women are killing it. You know, the tag teams are getting interesting again. Um, the main event picture is as, as good as it can be. There's a, two best guys are fighting each other. As, well, they should be. It's the main event picture. Um, Matt, SmackDown is... It's, it's the number two behind NXT. And... Um, Ooh, is that is that our transition? Man, oh, is boy. it time? Are we ready to talk about the fun show? <laughs> Are we ready to dive into why we do this podcast every week? Well, let's do this. Hot tag. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna save the show. We're gonna make it Monday Night Raw again. <laughs> All right, we've gotten allusions to six six acts. We'll call them because there's a tag team. Six acts will be making their main roster debut. You ready? I need you to pick who's going to make it and who's not going to make it. Here we go. Oh, wait, Matt. you mean... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. EC3. Mm-hmm. Eric Carter III. Nikki Cross. Heavy Machinery. Mr. Lars Sullivan. And the former lady of NXT, Lacey Evans. Matt, who <coughs> is going to make it? Who's e- not? E. C three is gonna Boom. make it. He posted or I shouldn't <coughs> say he posted it, he reposted what was on Monday Night Raw. That video said it all. When you watched uh you know, the videos for Heavy Machinery and Nikki Cross, Lars Sullivan, Lacey Evans, it had to be riddled not Matt Riddled, riddled with uh in ring Bare feet. Oh that's right. Matt Riddle again. Alright, go ahead. <laughs> in ring uh fighting because that's where they've dominated they haven't had a chance really to own the mic and you know show who they are as a character and one of the things that fails almost every one of these superstars is when they haven't had a character to rely on that you know at least can drive 
their motivations and and drive you know what the next word out of their mouth is going to be and ec3 was pretty much all character they just showed yep. him being a pompous you know ass and they showed his pompous <laughs> ass like a close-up <laughs> Um, and I tweeted out one of the, the most proud I've ever been sending a tweet was I said the top bun percent. <laughs> <laughs> Why EC3 didn't like that is beyond me. I, I wanted to like so effing bad. He's like so many of my bad tweets and then this one's genius and he, uh, he must not have seen it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tweet it again. We'll get him this time. <laughs> I'll retweet it tonight. Um, not going to make it. We'll go right back into uh you know uh, the reason why i don't you know i gotta slow down here because there is a character there i just don't know if it's enough of a character for anybody to care about uh because all she's doing she's just uh and and it's lacey evans lacey evans will not work out Mm. Uh, and i honestly i can make an argument for all of these uh for Lars not working out heavy machinery and nikki cross unfortunately but Who's going to fail uh, hardest, fall hardest, will be Lacey Evans. Uh, she doesn't even have enough to get support from the NXT fans. Outside of the fact that we know her name, if she's off TV for a month, nobody's going to care. So where Sanity comes back and the audience goes ape shit, Lacey's going to come out, get excitement from the beginning, but then where do we go? If she's not in a championship feud, who's she fighting <coughs> There is I don't, just... I don't know if... You know, before you go too deep into that, I would have you think about Alexa Bliss, who came out of nowhere. She made, like, one mean face on NXT, and then she got called up. Now, I, I'm a I'm a Lacey Evans mark. You know, you know that going in. Yeah. I don't foresee her being, you know, an all-time great, like, you know, Charlotte or Becky um, or Asuka. You know, she's not that kind of fighter. Do you think um, she's ready for Asuka? Sorry, I think go she's ahead. ready. She's ready. <laughs> um, I think I think it's just a pretty strong character, and I think her she has a a lot of a lot of the girls finishers I honestly couldn't name. Uh, Charlotte does her dad's move, but she uh, rolls herself up and hurts her own spine. Becky Lynch, I'm not quite sure what her finisher is, and I love her to death. Asuka, I'm not quite sure what her finisher is, but Lacey Evans has the women's right. That's a finisher, all right? Now, if you got a character and a finisher in the 80s, that's all you needed, all right? It didn't matter if you could work or not. You know, I was thinking the same thing. No, sh- okay, oh, no. we've had enough, Vince. No, all right. <laughs> that's what I, I thought you were going if that you way. If you had a cup like, of cocaine... Like- if you had just a gram of cocaine, I could get you over in any disco hall this side of wherever Mustafa Ali is from. You know, you know the little end of your pinky nail. If you had that much cocaine. <laughs> so I, um, all right. So Matt, you're going with EC3 as your top one percent. He's gonna make it, and Lacey Evans is least likely to make it. Yeah. All right, so there's uh, the last hot tag question. Yeah, Out of all these people, what's the highest achievement that they're going to get? You can name that achievement, too, if you want to say, you know, maybe they win a Rumble, maybe they win a a U.S. title. Um, 
This is a this is for you. Your interpretation. What's the highest? What's the peak of these I, columns? I am cheating right now because I'm looking up the age of Ethan Carter the third. He okay. is thirty five. So Perfect. just like Finn Balor, I believe. So based on Hulk Hogan, he's got another thirty five <coughs> years. <laughs> So I, I'm gonna say, I mean, I picked him as, uh, you know, I, I for sure think he's gonna make it. I, oh man, uh, to think that we didn't get like a long feud with Adam Cole and EC3 in NXT. I mean, there has to be something we're missing there, right? Because those could have yeah. been some of the hottest promos we've ever seen. And yeah. uh, but that being said, you know, EC3 was was one of the best promo artists. Uh, that, that we had the pleasure of watching in NXT over the entirety of NXT in his tiny, short, little stint. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he already knew what he was doing when he was on Tough Enough. Uh, I don't know if you've ever gone back and watched those videos, but he had the same charisma back then. It's just, it's like WWE didn't know what to do with him. And uh, uh, I, that, I mean, you could be telling the story, though, now that they still might not know what to do with him, but I, I at least... Well, here's what I think. Like, I think what they up. have on their hands, they have another AJ Styles on their hands. Oh, and I don't shit. think they... They don't realize how good they have it with this guy. Dozovich? Um, no. EC3. Oh, okay. Uh, where AJ... <laughs> you were still picking. With, no, with AJ, they, they <laughs> thought, hey, we got a guy who's, you know, he's, he's a world traveler. You know, he's won championship gold. You know, he's probably pretty good. They didn't realize they had a guy who's going to be the face of the company. Right. EC3 has been doing nothing in NXT. I, I, I couldn't tell you one one real feud he had. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you if he won any of his feuds. Um, but what no, I can tell game. you is it's irrelevant. The guy knows how to get himself over. He's got the look. He's got a power move set. He's going to be fine. I think Vince is going to love this guy, and I think he's going to learn that, wow, I got, a real, I got a real worker on my hands. You know, I can, I can give this guy gold. As a face, as a heel, he's gonna get himself over. He's gonna make his match interesting with his mouth and his buns. <laughs> I got, I got magic right here. So I, I think EC3 right on the money. Um, and heavy machinery. Oh no. <sighs> Lacey Evans is a good choice for the bottom, but the way the McMahons have just mistreated basically every every single NXT tag team from. You know the vaude villains to uh ascension to who we thought was a, a can't miss in the revival we thought man there's there's a team that's going to lead raw for months um and they have they're not even close to winning anything um, they, they were going to give the key to the tag division to enzo amore and big Cass. they never won they never won a championship that's another example but that's that's because of injuries remember they were supposed to yeah, are you sure they didn't win? Yep. Enzo never held tag team goal. Enzo Amore. You well, heard it here I mean, first. we got to keep talking while... <laughs> <laughs> no, the best part of a podcast uh, that's, is listening that's to us up, uh, do some, so, uh... some live research here. <laughs> uh, ba- based on the precedent we've set, um, you know, you got, the, you got AOP, but... You know that's just because they're monsters, so they're they're serving a different role, like a real talking tag team, a real do all purpose team. 
the NXT guys have never been given a shot. And if Heavy Machinery wins gold, that that'd be the first time. So I I love them to death. I I think they have it. I think they have the the charisma. They can they can uh, tell a really good story in the ring. They got incredible power. Uh, you know you know you know I'm a mark for Otis doing the caterpillar in the ring. It's it's just never been done. WWE's never given those NXT tech teams. They've never taken them seriously. So hopefully they do. But based on precedent, Lacey Evans has a better chance of somehow getting a few months with the title than Heavy Machinery does with the tag titles. Ooh. Maybe I it's know. just by st- like purely statistics. <laughs> Heavy Machinery has the best chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Asuka won, and, you know, Vince doesn't like people who don't speak excellent English. Uh, you know, we got uh, Alexa Bliss, who made one frowny face in NXT and became a megastar, you know. Carmella won the freaking title. I don't even, I still don't know if she can wrestle, but she does a heck of a dance break. She does. So, I mean, Carmella uh, won. Dance. What's to say Lacey Evans can't win? All oh, right. I was, I was making the argument that I, I was saying that Heavy Machinery was going to win because no other tag team had been successful. So, statistically, mm. one of them has to be successful. Right? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, speaking <coughs> of... Uh, oh, I don't know if I want to go this way, but I, I'm going to. Speaking of um, communication uh, boundaries, Io Shirai and Dakota Kai were tag teaming and going against uh, Justin Duke and Marina Shafir. Matt, uh, hot tag question yeah i want you to take that match io shirai and dakota kai arguably two of the greatest female workers i've ever seen wow going in against jessamine duke and marina schaefer we've never seen those two enter a nxt ring before matt you watch this match i want you to sum up your feelings on this match in one word hot tag go underwhelmed hmm i will take uh as a as your first guess and second <laughs> underwhelmed as your second guess okay um wait i'm man, guessing this... how you felt no 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 um what am I guessing? both your both your entries uh, you know I, i've almost had half of one beer all right i have a lot to process now <laughs> you just ask me think... a question and then forget what you asked me <laughs> did you think that this match was I'm going to say, I'm going to use the word surprising. I think because when you're in the ring with Io and Dakota, those two have been in the game for a long time. They know how to hit people and they know how to make you look like a million bucks. Jessamyn Duke and Marina look like they were in their first match. And I think that was just surprising because I, I, I don't know why you're going to try and build up the, the four horsewomen and then these two don't even know what they're doing in the ring. Like, I would have just protected them and had them do run-ins or something like that. I wouldn't have made them go up against and lose their debut match against two of the better fighter female fighters in the whole company. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's where my underwhelmed was coming from, because I'll tell you, I had this weird... And I was really excited to talk about this. I had this weird feeling when the match started where I just... I made them legit fighters. I made them legit wwe superstars and jessamine and uh and marina and 
I just believed in them. They had so much story behind them. I just looked at them as like, oh man, these are the bad guys. You know, this is Kevin Nash and, and Scott Hall running in on WCW. Like, this is just going to, they're going to tear apart uh, EO and Dakota. And, and that's okay because they're a couple yeah. of badasses. Yeah. And I, it was so weird that my head did that. It was like I was a kid again. And part of that is mm. because of how great NXT is. But that's what my brain did. I not not for a second did I say, "Oh, this is you know they're gonna look pretty green in this. This is their first match," and yeah. um and then when they started fighting, it, that was the that was like my my brain melting. It was just yeah, like, this, what? Oh, this was, that's right. This was definitely a William Regal and Bill Goldberg. I cannot help myself. Yeah. Did there you was see? a lot of it's all they did was kind kind of throw punches and kicks. They didn't do anything outside of that. Yeah. The, my favorite was the the winning uh, moonsault by Eo, where she's just waiting for for Jessamine to try and, and knock her down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then Dakota Kai had to you know make the reactive hit, and uh, it was just Jessamine is the one who had to get it going, and she wasn't moving. Yep. Uh, but you know then then when it all came down to it, like thank God Eo and Dakota Kai won. Um, yeah. What a mess that would be if. If we had to watch Jessamine and Marina win that, and we had to just go into this thinking, okay, they're just tough. And, uh, you know, they, they can take hits, and they can just punch really hard. Yeah. Thank and, God you know that's what, not you, it. You know what this match did a lot for me? Um, it's something Daniel Bryan talked about when he said, when he initially said he wanted to fight Brock. Like, he wanted to be he wanted you to be up in the upper deck and see those two guys fighting and feel like, oh, you know what? Brock is the overwhelming favorite, but this Daniel Bryan, he's got a chance. You're like looking at his body type. Um, and it's something I've listened to, um, like Jim Ross do interviews, and he'll watch a wrestler walk in and be like, all right, buddy, got good biceps, but I need to see more shoulders from you. You know, I, I got to see it. I got to see biceps. Their biceps are okay. I got to see shoulders bigger, and I got to see your legs a little bit bigger. All right? Because on TV, it's not going to look good. You're going to look silly. Um, <laughs> and Alistair. he just. He would just turn. Oh my God! So he would turn guys away and say, you know, maybe you're a good worker, but you know, we gotta. This is for TV, man. You know, we're live, buddy. You know, you gotta look the part. Those girls didn't really look the part. Yeah. Is it just me? No. And it's, I, it's, I mentioned it's it not last mean. Week. It's just like you know, they're all aware of it, and it, it. You know what it really did is it made me look at Dakota Kai and go, Wow, she is like a big kind of for her, you know, petite size. Yeah. She's a big woman. Um, I think Jessamine definitely has to rethink flexing when she gets in the ring. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm just speaking. Like, it's just, we're talking a show. We're talking what you just said with JR. I'm not trying to be mean, but she yeah, I mean, they could needs... easily beat the shit out of us. Let's right, not yeah. get around Oh, there. my God. If, yeah. she, if she kicked the door down in my office right now, I'm dead. But... If I went in there to rescue you, then I'd be dead. Right. <laughs> If I, like, when I call you, I'm not telling you to come save me. I'm telling you to get on a plane and fly as far away from Michigan <laughs> as possible so that she doesn't come after you next. I gotta continue but, the bloodline. Before, right. <laughs> before all of that happens, <laughs> Jessamine has to rethink getting in the ring and flexing her scrawny little my size arms. And by my size, I don't mean like some toy you've never heard of. I mean Matt's <laughs> size arms. Yeah. <laughs> That just doesn't make sense. It's a, like you said, it's a show. Why is she flexing those tiny little arms? Who wants? I don't get that. It's a, it's such a weird thing. 
It's very distracting. Know. It shouldn't be a, an entrance. Should not be that distracting. Um, especially <laughs> on a night where we saw uh, Djokovic. Let's try and get that last name right. Djokovic. It's Djokovic. Djokovic. So they put like a Russian kind of co on it instead of it should be it should be Djokovic. Because it's it's right, isn't that? Djokovic. Okay. Like on the night where we saw him debut. Right? Uh, when we saw Keith Lee debut, when we saw Matt Riddle debut, they all got to squash people. Why did they put Jessamine and Marina in a match against, you know, two of the better workers on the planet and make them lose their debut match when we're supposed to be building this mega UFC stable and these two look like bozos? <laughs> yeah. Like, it looked I... like the Hart Foundation fighting DX, but the members of DX they fought were two X-Pacs. Like, it, it didn't... <laughs> It didn't look credible at all. <laughs> well, like, the thing is, too, like, getting back to that point I made where my brain sort of went back to being a kid again and I was looking at them as, like, the evil bad guys. Yeah. Like, that That also bra- that, that was brought up because I was ready for this to be that first, like, stable. Like, the first female stable. And, and sure, there's been some before and there's been tag teams, but this is supposed to be... You're right. Like this is supposed to be like, like the NWO, the Undisputed the, Era. Right yeah. by the um. Oh my gosh, what where were they called as a tag team? Uh, the Outsiders. <coughs> like that's that was supposed to be like the Outsiders coming from WWE. This is going to be Jessamine and Marina starting off as like the Outsiders from UFC. And um, last I remember, their first pay-per-view match I think resulted in one of the most memorable pay-per-view moments of all time. And this is just very forgettable. And for for this to be the start, um, I mean, it just looks like the Forgotten Sons <laughs> trying to like, yeah. oh, we're a new, we're a new stable now. We're gonna take down everybody because we were we were forgotten. We were put uh, put on the sidelines, and then lost, 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 lost. All right, see you later. So- and that's. That's not to say that they couldn't eventually be something or, you know, that, you know, there's a there's a glimmer of hope, you know, in their in their careers. It's just I don't know why they were put up like as this. Why would you put this on as a TV match for them to get crushed like this? And it, it for me to, again, use this word juxtapose, like how legitimate ronda rousey looked yeah when she came in like it, it didn't look ridiculous that she could hip toss triple h uh, or that she could pummel whoever she's fighting or Shayna baszler when she was a you know a young pup you know in the in the may young classic you could see she was <laughs> super super green but you yeah. could see there was something there like oh man she's really hurting the girl that she's fighting right um so you could see it from the start but this just kind of feels like man what the hell are these two doing in the ring <laughs> I mean, is it is it just me or is this like I mean, haven't we talked about? This I don't. Maybe way? we're overreacting, but I think it's just because they've been built up so much, right? Oh yeah, and that that goes back. You know, that's that's me going back to my my childhood brain and and thinking that they were gonna be great and and it, it's okay what what happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the questions that popped in my head now is the call ups of you know Nikki Cross is overdue. But then Lacey Evans could have been someone to give some depth to the women's roster. Right. Is 
is that a mistake from that perspective or i, I don't know i don't know how fluid these rosters are going to be now you know like if you're looking at tyler breeze going back and forth we've had some instances of some tag teams kind of going back and forth yeah. um i don't know if Lacey's going to do that for at least the foreseeable future but i don't i don't know i mean you, you still have enough ladies it's just about, you know, having real characters, you know, somebody for Dakota and EO to, you know, build themselves up with. I guess they're going to do battle with the horsewomen, but they just look severely overmatched, like, yeah. wrestling-wise. Like, I really thought that, you know, Shayna was going to come out and, you know, interfere in some way to help her girls get the win. And this no, really I... feels, it, you know what it feels like? A little bit like, um, like these like two are Roman to... Reigns derivative. Hey, we're live, buddy. Um, that they're just kind of derivative. Like, they don't even get their own entrance song. <laughs> I, I said it feels like we've been lied to. Um, we've, we've been lied to? Yeah, I, I, but I was just kidding. No. Well, we, we got to move on. We've just talked about this for, like, 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> it's just about the concern we have for those two characters. Like, no, I, and I, 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 I wouldn't our, have... our audience understands that. Yeah, I wouldn't have... I, I wouldn't have put them out there. Like, I wouldn't have put them in that situation. Yeah. I would have treated them like we did with... Dijo, Dij, Dijakovic. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, when he fought Aaron McKee, former 76er shooting guard. Isn't it Aaron uh, Mackey? Well, you know, they said Aaron Mackey, but we know what they mean. Aaron <laughs> McKee. Um, he comes out, he does the feast your eyes. The crowd is already getting behind that. Oh, um, man. Yeah, talk about, like, forgetting, like, or forgettable finishers. I already can picture that after seeing it once. And it's feast your eyes. Yeah. That there, you got it right there. That's that's your JR rules. He's got the look. Yep. He's got the the finisher. All right, no, those are your Vince Russo rules. <laughs> got to have a little bit of cocaine. <laughs> Just a single gram of cocaine, <laughs> and I could get over David Arquette again. I bet you, maybe. <laughs> but maybe it just feels like I did. Anyway, all right. Well, the story um, here is just another. You know. Uh, you talk about the opposite of a of the start of the debut match going right, and then we're going to talk about Matt Riddle after this, which is pretty much the same story. Um, you know, this just this just shows they're not they don't. It's not like they forget how to do it. How to bring in a jobber, right? Yeah, this this is how to do it. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the conversation is changing now because. Really, I want to be excited for him uh, because we watched him uh, at NXT Live uh, a few months ago, and we fell in love with his performance because he took uh, Tommaso Ciampa to the limit while he was defending the title against you know whoever wanted to come out. So yeah. Dominic comes out and puts on a hell of a fight, and and now he just you know he, his character is I'm going to be a dominant force, and his move set says so, but he's also flying around the ring too. So this. This is this is just good news all around. I I think uh, and I I think what we're learning is um, because he looked so good. You know when we saw him, he looked really good on TV tonight. Uh, that's why Lars Sullivan got called up. You know, you, you, you don't need a bunch of monsters. Right. You know, it, it's like a like a casting director. You know we already got we got to build up Keith Lee a little bit, um, and we want to protect Lars. So you know you have them do battle and Lars get out of there. Uh, we got this new young kid who's who's even bigger, uh, well, I was even faster. In, in two weeks, 
you know, it was just going to be five squash matches. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Djokovic, uh, jeez, oh, Pete. Yeah. Um, I, you know, that doesn't sound like a name Vince came up with. There's there's too much going on. Djokovic, uh, looked good on his first night. Uh, going to be good things for him going forward. Matt, in the show notes, I wanted to just... I know NXT kind of peppers in promos here and there, and I, I just wanted to touch on the Matt Riddle, Riddle one, just to give credit again to the NXT writers, if only because um, they've been doing this thing where it's like the, the the talent is walking up to the performance center and just, uh, you know, just a who's who, just flashing lights, microphones, come up to meet these guys, so let's get your take, and they come up and get Matt Riddle's take on how we got uh, blindsided by Cassius Ono last week. And usually those guys kind of give, you know, vanilla promos about, you know, he's, he did wrong to me, I'm going to get him back. And Matt Riddle's angle was, no, nah, I'm not that mad, bro. I mean, I get it. I beat him in seven seconds, so, you know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to give him credit, because he did say, you know, hey, get in my face and try that, you know, which, you know, is kind of a typical wrestling thing, but... Him kind of acknowledging, hey, you know, I, I get it. I kicked his ass, so you know, I'd be mad too. Just kind of a kind of a cool, unique way to go about that. Yeah, I wanted, I, to, I wanted I to show him some all. respect. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, uh, I'm I'm excited for Riddle. He, he's he's uh, he's gonna be fine. Yeah, he he's been fighting Keith Lee and uh, Djokovic uh, on the indie scene, so it'll be fun to see these three guys kind of own. Uh, own yeah, they already have uh, the next year. Yeah, they have chemistry for sure. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about some guys that are leaving because we already mentioned them today. Uh, it'll be heavy machine. My friend. <laughs> you have been the one. You have been the one for me. Oh, you can keep talking. I was just going to do this in the background. Well, Heavy Machinery uh, defeats these guys. And, uh, you know, they put on one of their more impressive performances uh, for a squash match. Dozovich and Tucky hit the, uh, I, I guess it's more Dozovich, but hit the uh, double compactor. Oh my god, win. that was so cool. That was I don't know if those the... two guys combined weigh 80 pounds, but it was cool to see them pick up two human beings and smush them. Yeah, I mean, you could tell too, like, that was stress on his back because of the way he was walking after he grabbed those two guys. <laughs> so, that was a feat of strength. He, he had to put in effort to move those guys. But that move is already so much fun, the compactor. Um, oh, yeah. Like, as tag team moves go, that's another one where, you know, you're talking you need a finisher that's unforgettable. I, I don't know if I could name a single, like, off the top of my head, like, I don't know. Does the bar have a, t a tag team finisher? Does the New Day have a tag team finisher? Yeah, they have the magic hour. Oh, that's right. See, that's... Now I look like an idiot. Anyway, heavy machinery. <laughs> Uh, more importantly, I, I think the, the the best question here is that uh, are, are they actually going to get a chance to hold these tag titles? Absolutely not. Right, because they're getting the call up. But how many episodes of this do they actually have taped? So that's the other question. Because uh, if it's already taped, there's a great shot that they could win the tag titles. And we've seen before Kevin Owens beating John Cena for the U.S. title while he was still holding the NXT championship. So, it's not unprecedented. Yeah. But did this? I mean, this is gonna. This was gonna be a hot feud. I mean, they came out and and heavy machinery didn't just like get scared or get distracted 
uh, when Undisputed Era came out to uh, to interfere in their match. They just right. kept kicking ass and just did it as more of like a show to say you're next. I mean, it was such it was such a great push, and very rarely uh, do we see this in such short term on NXT. Because um, yeah. all you know, they they mentioned it a ton. All of a sudden, they're on a six month winning streak. We don't know where that <laughs> came from. Nope. Um, <laughs> I you know, if I had the patience, I would go through and see if I could find a loss on the yeah, on the record. We should do that. I think they know, though, that nobody has that sort of patience. But um, either way, they're getting this huge push, and now it's all just kind of wasted because we know they're getting the call-up, and we know they're not going to hang on to the tag titles even if they want it next week. Yeah. A um, couple couple little notes I wanted to add for this match. What I liked is how uh, Dozovich, when he could have gone for the pin, how he lifted up one of the members of uh, these guys. The, the, the new faction, these guys. <laughs> <laughs> the new and already gone faction. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was, I, I don't know if it was a botch by the commentator, but I'm pretty sure she said that their their in-ring combined weight was 760 pounds. <laughs> There's no way one of them is 400 and the other one is 360 pounds. <laughs> They're not 40 pounds from 800 pounds. <laughs> So you're talking like five foot eight Dozovich weighs four hundred pounds. Oh my god. <laughs> I I don't know if that's their build weight when they get called to the main event, uh, but I, I hope that they go back into the the realm of reality. There's <laughs> there's no way they're seven hundred and sixty pounds. That's that's like three Yokozunas basically. That's not no. That's not. That's not what happens. So, Dozovich um, is listed as 309, just so we can... <laughs> oh, my God. So, that Wait, means Tucker. Four, no, 451? <laughs> Tucker's... Tucky! He's been putting away the stakes. Um, he's actually... Does he have very... barbells in his pants? He's 451 pounds. He's, he's actually conveniently 331, <laughs> so that puts them at a nice even 640. Nice. Yeah. Um, shade off the in-ring announcement of 760 pounds of beef. <laughs> My God. Well, That's like an orca whale. That's <laughs> 760 pounds. God. That's two guys. It's two human beings. Those are two humans out there. That's 700 pounds plus. Come on. Yeah, that's, um, kinda, that's going overboard past the pretend seven foot guys when they're actually yeah. like six foot nine. <laughs> Eight hundred oh pounds, <laughs> heavy machinery. I know. I don't even think the creator wrestlers could get that heavy. Nope. <laughs> four hundred pounds. I don't think Viscera was. Was Viscera four hundred pounds? I think he was. I think they build him at like four hundred pounds, but. Oh. <laughs> It's hard to search viscera because Google wants to search visceral. Uh, well, like, think whoa! of... Uh, what? 530 pounds was his build weight. Shut the front door. He was that Five, 530 pounds. 530 pounds. That's what he was billed as. That's, you know, we're playing the... Oh, my God. What did the WWE say? <laughs> anyway. Okay, well, in, his in their defense, they did say he was six foot nine. So he's an obese six foot nine. Yeah, that's true. 
I'll, I'll, I'll give him that then. He, he's definitely almost. Wait, how much? Oh no, no, no! I'm done. <laughs> well, we'll just we'll just congratulate the 5:30. We'll move on. But anyway, I mean, um, is this killing it for you next week, Mike? Heavy machinery getting the tag well, title shot. I'm excited for the match. They have no chance in it. It still kind of bums me out that this NXT crowd is not quite latching onto these guys. Um, you know, they weren't super stoked when the music hit. They they weren't super stoked when. You know, they were making the, the challenging gestures um, towards Undisputed Era while they were pummeling, quote, these guys. Um, I think in that capacity, they'll get over a little bit better with the main roster. Um, I mean, this is, a, this is a group that really liked, uh, you know, how you doing? They liked the, the Dudley boys. You know, they kind of like goofy tag teams. Edge and Christian, the New Day, Undisputed Era... You know, that's going to be their own thing, so just keep them out of the picture. I think Heavy Machinery, because they're kind of goofy doing the Caterpillar and we're coming, and people eating steaks. I think they said during the match, Otis had a 32-ounce steak on Thanksgiving. Didn't they say he uh, ate a whole turkey? Well, they said, I thought they said he had a 32-ounce steak instead of turkey. Oh, okay. Maybe he had both. I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's 460 pounds, so yeah, I mean... <laughs> most of it's steak so goofy well, tag teams do have a shot but matt we've made segment. it this far yeah we haven't talked about is this a diy reunion i think this is playing out to exactly and unfortunately i've already made the comment you don't want feuds to go as right to how you predict it right. um mike this is going exactly how we predicted it a couple months ago uh diy is going to reunite because johnny gargano sees this as his opportunity to get close enough to champa where he can have his revenge or more revenge or i don't know take the time something like that he's getting that title um and it's gonna happen at takeover wrestlemania i don't know how you call that um anyways that's what's going on and i i just you know for for the two of us if this is a one-off and i'm weighing way off uh, i'm gonna at least celebrate this week because we, we fucking nailed it <laughs> <laughs> like um uh, you know it's just a good it was a it was a freaking cage match on a tv episode of nxt between alistair black and johnny gargano um uh, you know those two were were killing it uh spearing each other through the cages uh walls uh, black mask kiss kick kissing black Aww. mask kicking um, having a big smooch in the corner. Yep. Um, and then Champa comes out of nowhere and ruins Alistair Black's attempt to crawl out the open door of the cage to escape and win. Um, and then what happened, what followed, Champa kind of, kind of, uh, uses body language to talk Johnny Gargano into, you know, getting the old gang back together, at least for one moment. And they did their DIY finisher to take out Alistair Black and give Johnny Gargano a pinfall victory yep. over the former NXT champion. And and to answer your question then, is this the, you know, my reasoning for believing this is the them reuniting is Gargano can't beat Alistair Black. So what does he have to do? He has to keep that title around the waist of Tommaso Ciampa. Right? Mm-hmm. So that he yes. can get his chance and take down Champa once he stabs him in the back. 
So there's no way Aleister Black is winning that NXT title. And I think we all kind of knew that. But that's that's how this is going down. Um, Gargano's going to come out. And that DIY is probably going to exist up until WrestleMania. You'll get, you know, maybe some fun tag matches. You'll get them beating up maybe a couple other people. And then all of a sudden it's going to turn ugly. And Gargano's going to... He'll just get pushed too far, Right. Something will happen. Maybe his wife will get involved, but he'll see the light again. And uh, it'll be like uh, the Daniel Bryan, Bray Wyatt story that was one of the greatest moments on Monday Night Raw I could I can remember. Um, or was yeah. that SmackDown? Either way. Um, but Gargano will, will turn face again, and it'll, you know, as, as bored as we were of Gargano and face Gargano a couple months ago, uh, it'll, it'll be welcomed with open arms and uh he'll be the hero that uh takes the title away from the greatest sports entertainer of all time well man, there you go what do you think's gonna have a better cap off match champa versus gargano or the phenomenal aj styles and daniel bryan drew mcintyre versus brock lesnar thank you and matt with the swerve yeah matt anything else you want to touch on it's it's hard to talk about really successful segments because that's what this was yeah um because it was it was thrilling in the moment and it gives you a lot of questions to think about for the next chapter in this story well my my new favorite segment i want us to do every week is picking as of right now (laughs) so now we know who won at um TLC, so the next yep. pay-per-view is Royal Rumble, so as we go week to week, I want us to each pick a winner of the Royal Rumble. Ooh, are you keeping score? I can now. There we go. <laughs> um, Mike, do you want to go first? I, I do. M-I-K-E. Colin, All right. go. All right, for the men, uh, we'll do men first. Uh, nice. I don't see anyone outside of drew mcintyre right now cool for the ladies i mm, i think it's gonna be charlotte oh man all right that's well, good wait oh, oh well nope charlotte was touch my piece. first inclination touch, touch piece <laughs> all right man you gotta go ladies first oh okay um I am 100% going with Becky Lynch. Ooh. Um, I, I know, like, the, the swerve they can do here is just move her over to Raw, and then it doesn't matter. I mean, there's a reason she wants to kill Ronda, and Ronda wants to kill Becky, so she doesn't really need to win the Royal Rumble. But I right. think they want to give the fans that moment. I think they want to give them a stone-cold moment. But I will say I could be dead wrong only because they don't need that moment. Um, and I, I'd argue, too, if... Uh, for the next match that Asuka has at WrestleMania, and I'm guessing she's holding on to this title till WrestleMania, and it'd be kind of weird to ever lose it. Um, you know, should it be, you know, to your point, should it be Charlotte? Um, but let's not go too deep into this. Uh, we want to wrap this up. On the men's side, Mike, I'm going with Seth Rollins. Oh. I think there's only one reason that Seth lost that Intercontinental title. And one of the things we didn't touch on today was what a piss-poor job 
uh, they did in telling the Dean Ambrose Seth Rollins story to the point the fans sat on their hands and were bored <coughs> the TLC. Yeah. Uh, they didn't give a shit. So I liked it, uh, but the fans as a whole didn't. So if you go by those numbers and that reaction, they're going to move on from each other. And uh, Seth, who's been one of the, you know, the MVP of Monday Night Raw all year, will get a shot to own the brand finally and become the Universal Champion. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, that was episode 58. Uh, If you don't remember, it's BODpodcast.com for the blog, all the old podcast episodes, and at BODpodcast where you can interact with us and the attempt I'm making to be more uh, available on social media. It's been a pleasure. It was also a pleasure. Literally rock hard right now. Alright, right, uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. Have a good weekend. This has been another successful episode of The Brothers of Discussion. Come on! What? Because I had more to say about The Brothers of Discussion. I'm still going in an hour, 20 minutes, and 20 seconds. Alright, good night everybody, it's me, Edward Pepco.